Hey guys, it's the Andrew Bello from the Humming Media Group Podcast of the Year, the Wednesday Locker Room, and the former host and founder of the Next Level Wrestling Podcast. It's 2021, and it's time to kick out and leave the past behind us. Hameen Media Group starts the year off with over 2.25 million downloads, and our fan base is continuing to grow every day. Thank you for subscribing and sharing all of our channels, podcasts, and videos, and for standing strong with HMG in the face of ongoing censorship. We will always adapt and overcome any obstacles put in our way. We will overcome and certainly achieve even more success in the ever-changing digital landscape. Please make sure you're subscribed to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you to all of the Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group subscribers, home of the Rip Rogers FR podcast, named by Patreons to be their favorite show on the entire Hameen Media Group network. More content, including marketing and podcasting seminars, watch-alongs from Hameen's career in 2CW, OVW, DCW, and more. When you subscribe to Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group, you are the fuel that drives HMG's free shows for the entire community. We salute you and thank you for your continued support in 2021. We continue our year supported by our daily listeners and our local sponsors, including ProWrestlingTees.com. Get the shirts of all your favorite Hameen Media Group wrestling personalities and support them directly. Greek God Papadon, Stevie Richards, Chris Silvio, SEG shirts for Big Sal, and of course, Benamin Yala. Also, check out ZordosOliveOil.com. Make a healthy choice for 2021 when you cook with Zordos Ultra Premium Artisanal Olive Oil imported directly from Greece. Visit ZordosOliveOil.com today and taste the difference of an ultra premium product for yourself. And wake up, bro. It's time to get the official Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Kick the day off right, bro, with a cup of Broaster's Coffee. The exclusive limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee is a medium roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that will have you up and ready to go, bro. Order yours exclusively at thebroasters.com. And it's 2021, and the Hameen Media Group staff are all committed to Stevie Richards Fitness this year and getting ourselves into the best shape we've ever been in. You've seen Big Ray's amazing transformation, and there are plenty of SRF members interacting right now, motivating each other for the new year. So don't worry about gyms and lockdowns. Let's get in shape together, using our community for support and Stevie Richards Fitness to achieve our goals for 2021. Join us and visit StevieRichardsFitness.com for the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichards.com. We thank you for listening and being an incredible community of wrestling addicted, conspiracy minded, straight brim hat wearing infidels. By the way, Bin Hameen wrote this copy and I'm currently in a basement being held at gunpoint. He's already shot Adler's twice and I hope this is the correct style of intro he was looking for. So enjoy the show, HMG listeners. Please, for the love of Stevie, enjoy the show. Space, a final frontier. These 
These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all fucking kind. It is... Now, now, we didn't wait two fucking weeks. We're doing it again. One week, baby, because you want to know why? Because we make the fucking rules. And because I figured, why not? We have time to record. So, let me introduce to you my... I am Commodore Zerdos. You know, the one, the only, Triple D. But I am joined here by my man, the dad bod god, the man who crushes the lake press at Planet Fitness, who's probably had the lunk alarm turn on him a couple times because moving way too much weight, okay, for those fucking pussies over there at Planet Fitness. Go fuck yourselves, Planet Fitness. They're never going to be a sponsor here on the, on the Academy. But it's my man, the Sinister Minister, John Enright. My my brother, how are you today? Good man. It's uh, snowing in Texas. We uh, where I'm I, living. I saw that. What the yeah. fuck is up with yeah. that? Uh, well, you know, it happens every now and then. Uh, I think we've got about a couple of inches of snow. Uh, it's not sticking on the road, so uh, well, that's good. You know, that's it, but it's sticking on the the trees and everything. So like, I can look out my window right now, and I'm watching snow come down, and uh, it's sticking on stuff on the grass and everything. So. It's pretty nice, uh, yeah. for, you know, different for Texas. So that's been fun. And, uh, you know, just uh, chilling. You know, this week was, uh, uh, I don't know about your school district, but for most of Texas, they were back this week for okay. the, the uh, holidays. This is their first week back. So I want to give a big shout out to a uh, to bunch of teacher friends of mine and school nurses like my friend Cassie, who's a school nurse and uh, who has to deal with contact tracing for all that COVID stuff when kids coming back and all that stuff. And teachers like Susan and uh, all those other teachers that I know that are out there that have gotten their first week back in the books. And that's uh, always hard when you're coming back from a holiday and then dealing with, oh, yeah. them, you know, I mean, it's just super rough. So a uh, big shout out to them, to Susan, Cassie and all those other teachers and school administrators and school nurses and, all that stuff for this week because man, just some of the stories they told, uh, just having to deal with that was, mm -hmm. oh, I can just imagine, you know, I, I don't yeah. want to deal with that, you know, no, no. long days and, you know, you know, making sure everybody, and, but that's the thing they're doing everything right to make sure everybody's safe. Well, that's good. Know? Yeah. They, so, uh, yeah, they, they, they haven't, it's, it's still all virtual here in, in, in New York. Hmm. As far as I know, I actually, it still is virtual. And, uh, Actually, I guess the cases have been spiking here where Hameen has the missile silo. He's probably just fucking launching it like out of the missile silo, just launching cold. It's got to be. That's the yeah, only reason why that reason. Like, LA, reason, yeah. You know, yeah. LA is supposed to be on massive shutdown, yet their their cases increase. I'm going, yeah, yeah how exactly. Does, how does that work? It's like, okay, Hameen does it. Hameen does, does it. it. Doesn't Me. work. Lockdowns don't fucking work. Yeah, yalla to the great Hamid who's keeping. Yeah, yalla to Ben Hamid. So, also too, I gotta give a um, it's a it's a sad shout out um, to all our fans here and, and to everyone in Hamid Media. Uh, I'm sure you know you guys who have a Twitch account, uh, a giant of uh, of esport gaming passed away 
uh, recently. He was the seven-time Classic Tetris World Champion. Uh, was probably he's one of the is one of the forefathers of Twitch. You know, he was one of the first ones to have a Twitch account, and uh, was one of the nicest guys that you could ever meet. His name was Jonas Neubauer, and uh, he was what got me into the whole esport gaming thing. And uh, you know, he helped you know build uh, Classic Tetris, the whole scene online, the community. Hmm. And he was thirty nine years old. And uh, from what I've heard, I think it was a blood clot or a brain hemorrhage. I'm not sure. And they just didn't catch him in time. And uh, the world lost a really, really good guy. You know, mm-hmm. just just generally nice guy. And uh, one thing about Jonas, he loved the brown stuff. And this bourbons for, for you, Jonas, God bless you. And uh, you will be missed. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, guys, go on YouTube, go on Twitch, look up on Twitch. It's a uh, Newbin's Goody is the uh, Twitch page. Look them up on there. And on YouTube, look up uh, Classic Tetris World Championship, Jonas Neubauer. And believe me, you'll see just you'll you'll he just comes off the screen just as just such a when he's playing Tetris, he's he's intense. But when he's off the screen, he's just one of the just sweetest, nicest guys. So. And if you guys like what you see and you're like, wow, he's a really good guy, there's a GoFundMe. So you can go there, look up GoFundMe slash Jonas uh, Neubauer, and it'll come right up. So, And his wife was actually the Dr. Mario world champion. Wow. Yeah, so they were there were two people that were perfect for, for, for each other. And it's it's sad to see, you know, something like this happen. So, so yeah. guys, so shout out Jonas, you know, got – God bless you, uh, and you'll be, you'll be missed, brother. And shout out to the teachers in Texas going back, doing what they need to do, educate the population, educate the youth, because we all know that virtual learning stuff isn't mm-hmm. isn't good. And uh, no. God bless them for going there and doing, you know, doing what what they need to do. So yeah, especially in the school nurses who have to yeah do, like they have to do all the contact tracing. They have to make sure these kids are safe and they have to make sure like just some of the protocols they have to have in place for these kids. Um, you know, it's incredibly impressive to hear how they handle it and just uh you know I'm kind of amazed by it. So um you know really impressive for that. Yeah. You know, so the school nurses are you know, administrators and people who come up with that kind of stuff, you know, just, you know, big shout because they're, they're wanting their kids to learn, but they keep them safe. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the work they have to do. So that, I mean, that's, that's good. And I mean, I know that's kind of a, uh, kind of a lesser God. start, you know, Jesus but, Christ. but <laughs> brought the right. down. But Hey, Hey, we're going to talk discovery for yeah, the rest man. of the time. And exactly. we're, we're talking the season enders. So, I mean, these, and I mean, really, I think like we agreed last time, last week, um, these three needed to be kind of talked about together. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, cause it, it just, it kind of wraps a bow on this season um, and does a great job, but the stories are so interconnected, especially these last three. Oh that God, Yeah. We had to go ahead and just do all three. Um, so, and I think y'all see that because there's cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger with these last three that kind of lead into the other one. So, um, I guess, uh, so the, the only news this week um, that we have, MSG and everybody else who listens, uh, that there is no news this week. Oh. We're, oh. we're not 
We're not doing any news this week. We're um, there were some things, but it was piddly little things on, that weren't really important. I feel like the focus today should be these three episodes. So exactly. we are we are not doing any news. Uh, so with yeah. that said, as I would say, fuck the news. <laughs> right. Fuck it. Yeah, ABC, Fox, you know, CBS, all those guys, CNN. Fuck them. Okay. Exactly. Fuck them all. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Cock sucking motherfuckers. That's right. So uh, we're doing it live. So uh, I guess right now, in case you weren't aware, spoiler alert, we're getting ready to talk our episodes 11, 12, and 13 of Discovery Season 3. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. At, um, and so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start with, uh, obviously, episode 11, which is called Sukal. And uh, so I know I first when I first saw that title, I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. It sounds Vulcan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't know what was going on with it. Um, but we see that at the beginning here that, you know, finally, we've made our way to the Verubian Ver- Ver- Nebula is what it's called. And um, that it's highly radioactive, but there's someone alive on the Kelpian ship that crashed right before the burn. Um, but it also was in that nebula. So, and then, and Saru kind of dropped kind of like one of these little things that he said in the recording, he knew that Dr. Issa was pregnant during that recording. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, and there's, so which was kind of interesting because it's like, you know, how he knew, I don't know. I guess I didn't understand how he knew, but he just kind of goes, "Oh yeah, she was pregnant." Well, yeah. no, it was the re- it was the red rash on her forehead. It wasn't oh. because he told Doctor Col he told Colburn it there wasn't radiation. I missed that one because he was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I must have not been paying because I thought he said it was radiation because you know because mm-hmm. we see later on um, people start getting radiation burns. Yeah, uh, you know, so uh, I. I just found that interesting that he knew that, and then then it's become okay. Maybe there's someone alive. Maybe this is the child. But they've mm-hmm. been alone for a hundred years. Jesus. You know, that's you know, a long time. That's a long time. And then it's like two. My my thought process being going, can a kelpian live that long? You know, because we don't know the true life cycle of a kelpian because no, they were, no, they, we never. We no. they were usually harvested by Baul. You know, they didn't live past. You know, the Vaharai, a lot of times mm-hmm. they were harvested or whatever. And so that's the interesting question is how long does a Kelpian last? And we're going to find out, I guess. Yeah. So, um, you know, a kid maybe being there for over 100 years. Um, and so, like, you know, Saru is uh, – but at the same time, um, you know, Saru, we see him kind of let his personal feelings get in the way because he wants to bring the ship right in. Well, obviously, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, we know that that wouldn't work. Um mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, because of the radiation, it would. Oh yeah, it would kill everybody. And so, um, and this is where we start to see Book kind of step up a little bit, um, where Book says, "Hey, I'll go," you know, and and he looks with his ship, and and so we see that they've they they've gone, but you know, they did come back with a little bit of, I guess, I don't, uh, I guess you would call it a little crispy. <laughs> is, yeah. It is, yeah. is, the, is the term I would call classified yeah. as um, because we see how radioactive this nebula is because of the burn and everything. And so it makes the question of how do we go about 
you know, saving someone who's in there. Um, and so it said um, the, the the crash site is on a planet, but the planet is made of dilithium. You that's know, that's nuts. Yeah, which was crazy. It's like that's a lot of dilithium. That is a lot of dilithium. I mean, that's an ass ton of dilithium. That is so much. I mean, a planet just made of dilithium. And so, you know, we, you know, so it's like, okay, cool. We've got a planet made entirely of dilithium um, and it's not inert. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. And so then of course, Saru is single-minded. He's like, I want to, I want to be on the rescue team and Michael and Hugh are going to join them. Um, And then of course, Vance is not, quite sure about it yeah. but then um you know and then tilly is now in command of the most important ship um and of course we find out that osiris is looking for it mm-hmm. and so um you know so you know of course michael's not the xo so she can't be in command so you know it's the only one who can michael's the only one can kind of talk to saru because he's gone kind of so focused on this thing mm-hmm. so it's determined okay they go. It's going to be Michael, Culber, and Saru. And so they 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 take their all their equipment. Um, so when they they beam into where they need to be, all their equipment is gone. Yeah. Michael is a trill. Yeah. Culber is a Bajoran. Yeah, that was crazy. And well, the no, the craziest one was Saru is a human. So yeah, Saru's getting to be himself. You know, I bet Doug Jones is like, good, I got to wear all this fucking makeup anymore. <laughs> I know, right? But here was the amazing part. He still moved like a Kelpian. You know, he yeah. maintained the movements and everything like that, the posture, which was very cool to see. But, yeah, he, he's – they're all these different races, yeah. you know? And um, and so then they realize the it's a, a glitching hologram yeah. It's, it's a holodeck, you know. So, so they've they've beamed onto the ship, but they've technically beamed onto this holodeck, and uh, you know, it's like you know, a raining rainforest kind of creepy forest type thing, um, and and then a, 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 they meet a resident of the crash ship, a Kelpian who freaks out the concept of anything outside. Yeah, and then he has uh, the scary monster, which are, arrives, you know, just kind of. There and so they well so Michael deals with the monster. Cobble and Saru go off to find the um, hologram that basically explains what's going on. You know yeah. because they, they they go and they see that. Um, I did like there was one thing like when they show up. Uh, uh, who uh, uh, Culber was like, I'm not sure about the nose, but I'm keeping the ear in. You know he yeah, like it you know, <laughs> was funny. I like just when yeah. they were all discovering what they yeah. were. Hey, you're a trill. You're a Bajoran. And like, Saru's hearing, he's like, I don't know about the nose, but, but I love that Culber just kind of yeah. threw that one in there. Um, uh, so it turns out that Dr. Issa uh, of the Distress Call created a training program to keep her child, uh, who was named Sakal, safe while waiting rescue. But no one expected it would take this long. And the radiation, years, yeah. Yeah. And the radiation has degraded everything and starting to eat away at stuff. And so yeah. um, the weight team's physical appearance is being altered to. Uh, to be more consistent with the program. Um, and so we also see that, like, um, Michael finds a call and uses her, basically her knowledge of aliens um, 
in a fun scene where she connects with him by pretending to be a hologram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that because that's all he really understands. You know, yeah, and and, you know, like uh, you know, he's kind of a man child per se, Mm -hmm. Um, and so um, you know, but the but the the radiation has them on a four hour clock, and it appears um, the only way out of the the nightmares for Sakal to face his fears. Um, yeah. specifically the monster that is his own creation, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so we see that aspect of, you know, where they're going on. So, um, you know, and then, then we cut to, you know, Michael, um, giving Tilly a pep talk before they go about her taking the can, the con and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how to be kind of, you know, you know, in charge, um, and the nebula, uh, has you know made the shield generators not work and um you know and of course that's making um stamets crazy because culber's in the you know nebula and they are like you know he's like i gotta get back we gotta make you know his only focus is culber kind of like um saru's only focus is the kelpian yeah um you know culber uh stamets's only focus is culber and he is just and, and which I think is setting up for you know what we're going to talk about later in the next. Oh yeah, you know, um, big time, big time foreshadowing. Big time. Yeah, big time foreshadowing. But like you know, so they're trying to work on the shield, so they get in there and do all these things, and it's just um, you know. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a Federation ship is approaching, and uh, or is it? Yeah. So she. <laughs> that's the thing about Tilly. I was really impressed um, as far as initially. You know, she didn't take it as like, oh, that's a Federation ship out here. She's like, no, she did some really neat scanning and figuring some things out. And she figured out it's not a friendly ship at all. No, it's not. It was the Viridian Osiris it, ship. It was right. Osiris capital ship that shows up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so Tilly orders Discovery to cloak, which it's like, wait, what? Discovery can cloak now? What? Yeah. <laughs> Man, those upgrades from the 32nd century. Obviously, the Romulan um, treaty no longer applies. Yeah. So they can uh, have that kind of stuff. And then. Uh, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck the Romulans. There it is. There it is. Fuck the Romulans. There it is. So. Wait. Fuck oh. the Romulans. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Gotta get three times. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so it says in 3189 became a trend, but as she cloaks discovery, the Emerald Chain ship, uh, Osiris ship, does it as well, yeah. And so, um, and so we also find out the Emerald Chain can track the disco, so um, you know, well, I mean, I mean, I'm so surprised that Federation ships didn't have that tracking technology. When in Star Trek Six, they were able to put a tracking thing on a missile. Were they able to track? You know, basically, Spock said the exhaust of of the starship. Right. So I'm so I'm surprised that 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 you know continuity wasn't in Next Generation and wasn't right. in the other you know uh, Star Trek shows. That we mean they they can track. They can have a missile attack a cloaked ship. They, yeah. The so I mean, but I think I think yeah. part of it is too though. Um, we see that the we've seen throughout that Emerald Chain has technology that the Federation doesn't. You know, yeah. 
like with that device where the book used to boost the signal to, yeah, you know, get the prefix code for that Kelpian ship. Mm-hmm. I think it's just either like, whoa, you got this kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah. And Starfleet doesn't have that. So I think we've set a precedent that the Emerald Chain has certain technologies that Federation doesn't have. Yeah. You know? So, which it, it can make sense. I think that's, you know, because we do know with the burn, the Federation has to has taken a backseat to technology and science, which we find out, we find out that later too. Um, you know, so um which is funny. Then I think the interaction between Osira and Tilly was funny because, like, um, you know, Osira was like trying to mean girl Tilly, and then yeah. Tilly was just giving it back to her, and oh, yeah. you know, uh, just a really funny thing. And um, you know, Osira's like, "I want discovery." Tilly's like, "Nope, I'm not going to do that." Um, and everybody on on her team was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And so, um, yeah, that that was an interesting kind of standoff. Um, you know, uh, and and then we see we go back to the holoscape, um, and Sukal has retreated to what I guess you could call his fortress of solitude, um, and he's trying so he can build more things to keep the monster away. Um, which the monster, uh, you know, I, and it's interesting that he hasn't recognized or doesn't want to recognize that he's creating the monster. Yeah. You know? And um, um, and it says, you know. And it's like, so then we see that, you know, which is weird, when he screams, um, it, it's amplified in waves that ripple from the planet all the way to the ships, disabling both their cloaks. Yeah. And then the lithium is starting to get weird. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then Reno barely has time to stop the damage. Um, you know, so they, but they got it. They keep it from going explosion-wise. Um, you know, so... Um, that was definitely interesting to see that, okay, well, if maybe he is the source of the burn, you know, this, yeah. why is it, why, why is that? Why is it his screams are causing that? And we're going to find that out later. But, you know, we see that Saru, um, he but starts, you know. He really doesn't want to believe it either, though. Yeah, he doesn't want to believe it, but he kind of calms him down by singing that Kelpian lullaby. Yeah. You know, um, you know, which was very, you know, at that, to me, like at that moment, Doug Jones was just showing how great of an actor he is, you know, just that the way he, the emotion and which he, he emotes through the makeup as, you know, Saru, but then here as a human able to, to use that. Um, And, you know, how basically he's, you know, able to connect with that. And, and yet Sukal is the source of the burn. And, you know, Culber has you know, kind of the, you know, I guess the mumbo-jumbo explanation how he's adapted to the radiation and the dilithium planet. And so he's got to be kind of like psychically or connected to dilithium in the planet in some way. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then Book shows up to pull them out so they can help with the Osiris situation. Uh, Michael convinces Saru to stay behind. Um and as he's come emotionally compromised, which you know, we and we know we've we've heard that before in Star Trek, uh, you know, the yeah. reboot movie, you know. Um, but then we also know he's the only one who knows Kelpian lullabies. Mm-hmm. So and Kel, uh, Culber stays, um, and so he's like, you know, I was reborn for this thing. I know what it's like to be alone. He tells Michael. Um, so Michael beams out by herself, <coughs> and Adira 
snuck on the book sheep and beams down with some meds. Yeah. You know, without in in saying, book, I'm not asking permission. You know, it's like, okay. So yeah. It was very interesting how she's yeah, you know, how and but she does it in a way really it's because she cares for uh Culber and she cares for Stamets. It's like um we see later on some interesting things of how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so we come back to the ships. Uh, Tilly is talking about threatening self-destruction if Osira makes a move. Yeah. And then Osira like and shares and she like grabs the ship with these tentacles. Yeah, I saw that was that was that weird. Was crazy. That was, was cool. Yeah. But well, you know, it, it's like um, you know, very cool that they were able to do that. And then yeah. Orion's and Dorians and their regulators come, you know, start being on board. <coughs> And they start, you know, just showing up in different places, in vital places. So they show up, and um, you know, like these beams. Just, you know, it's like the first thing they do is they beam to the spore room, and uh, to keep Stamets from being able to jump. You know, and um, then we start seeing them being beaming beam into other places. And the question becomes, how were they able to beam in without, you know? Um, any kind of detections, but you know, then you have to remember the shields aren't working. You know, yeah. I think that was the big issue. You know, I've I've seen some people say, well, "How they built? How they beam in? Uh, their shields weren't working." You don't think not? They said that earlier. No shields. <laughs> yeah, that's how they were able to beam in. Yeah. You know, so you know, of course, we see you know Syra on the on the bridge, and you know, she, and how she takes the captain's chair, and she orders, um, she orders Disco and. Um, her ship to jump. And of course, I guess, I think because the, the, you know, tentacle technology, because they're connected, that's how their sport drive is able to jump both ships. That's crazy. You know, which then of course, how do they jump them? Well, they get Stamets and they put this mind control device on him. So Mm -hmm. he has, so they're basically able to kind of just plug him in and, you know, do what they want him to do, you know, uh, what they want them to do. And they're able to jump away to Federation headquarters. And as they're jumping away, booking, Book and um, uh, Michael are, uh, you know, getting ready to get on the ship and they're gone. All of a sudden they're like, oh, no, kind of thing. So, you know, I mean, it was very interesting, um, you know, cliffhanger to end on, you know, because uh, you're, you're definitely, t- you know, I would call the season ender a three-parter, you know, because now you've just got this big cliffhanger of like, okay. Oh, yeah, big time. Michael and Booker out there. You've got Saru and Culver and Adira. They're stuck on this radiation planet. How long are they going to really last? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Emerald Chain. You've got Osira and them. And they've got Discovery, and they've jumped to the Federation, you know, base to see, yeah. you know, what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. it was definitely interesting to kind of see um, what was going on um, with that. And so, um, and uh, you know, I, I think it's very interesting. Um, you know, just kind of what they did for, um, you know, this, this story and how they're kind of tying into the season, you know? So, so, you know, it's definitely a good start to the end and you know, it's the end. There's that feel to it that, you know, things are building and they're, they're, they're moving up. Yeah. It's like a good wrestling match, you know? It really was. Yeah. When you begin to, when, when the baby face starts making his comeback and you can, you can tell that the end is coming. It's like Hogan, you know? Hulk's up, throws him mm-hmm. off the ropes, big boot, leg drop, one, two, three, and we're out. Hogan was posed. Yeah. So it, it, it had that feeling to it. And to me, I was like, okay, I, I'm waiting for the next episode to see 
what's going on on the Kelpian ship between Colburn and Saru and Sakal and how are Burnham and Book going to take back Discovery? What's going to happen with that? You know, so, but the next episode, it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. But we really didn't go back to the Kelpian ship in no. episode 12, no. which was which which was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's because you have Adira there, you Adira just beamed out. I said, So, I mean, what's going on there? What's going on with Sakal and Saru and Colburn? Is the radiation getting them? I mean, what's going on? So, but episode 12 focused mainly on Burnham and Book trying to get back. Well, Burnham getting back, Burnham Book, Book both getting back on Discovery. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's that's where it leads us into, you know, episode 12 yes you know uh, entitled there's a tide this was a frakes directed episode well you could tell when frakes directs man it's just it's, it's always action baby yeah you know it's and, action. Uh, it, it's, it's moving so it's moving, yeah. uh, you know but, so you know go ahead yeah you know what i was surprised though there wasn't there wasn't that much comedy though yeah, I mean, you know, I, yeah, because I, you, I think it's part of it is who writes it too, though. I mean, I mean, oh, you, I know, see. you know, Frakes, you know, one of the things that's one of the things I learned when I got to meet, yeah, at a meet, you know, kind of a meet and greet, ask questions with Frakes, as uh, his nickname is One Take Frakes. He he wants to move the story along, so he I follows see. the script, um, doesn't necessarily do a lot of extra takes or whatever. He wants everybody kind of doing a one shot, um, kind of thing is how he directs. Um, I see. He lets them tell the story and breathe, and he says usually their first take is the best take. So why try to you know exactly build on it? So um, so that's why that's why when I, I can tell a Frakes episode, they seem to move faster. They seem to kind of oh yeah yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah a little better. He he tends to kind of you know move things along that way. So um, which made which was uh, you know an epitome of this episode. Um, yeah, because because you know, the, the episode did. You're right. The episode did like. When I watched, I was like, "It's over!" I said, "Holy shit!" It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's quick. So, so Osiris in command of Discovery, and she, you know, they're doing this whole pretend to be chased by the baddies trick. Yeah, and you know, Vance, you know, doesn't really, you know, take Vance her ain't off. buying it, man. Vance yeah. ain't buying it. Uh, so, um, and so we see Osira uh, has Zara from the, the episode there from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, you know they're they're kind of, you know, they, we see him because he's he's kind of guarding the bridge crew, and you mm-hmm. know Tilly, of course, is forgetting letting him live, even though he shows that his hand was kind of all jacked up, uh, you know, from it. And uh, you know, he was a definitely an interesting character, you know, kind of that old west kind of. Uh, oh yeah, gunslinger, you know, yeah. gunslinger kind of vibe, you know. Um, and then we also see book in. Uh, Burnham are trying to get back, and they're using a transwarp conduit, which you know, yeah. uh, you know, which we only know the Borg used to use. Yeah, it was some old Borg technology shit. There. Borg technology, and we see that um, you know that the Emerald Chain and couriers have access mm-hmm. to uh, to transwarp conduits. Um, also, also, too, they never said what happened to the Borg. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised they they, they didn't mention anything with the Borg. Yeah, or anything like that, or the Klingons, or you know, I, to, I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, maybe I'm maybe I'm digging into things too much. I mean, yeah, season, I mean, it is there's gonna be a season four, so maybe they'll bring the Klingons and 
they'll tie a little bit of all the Borg stuff in. I mean, right. but I mean, they did such a good job with, you know, you know, with tying a lot of this, tying a lot of the other stuff in. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. It's like, you know, what's going to happen, you know? It's... Yeah. I was looking for that. I was looking yeah. Trans- exactly. I was like, Borg, where the, where the fuck's the Borg? Yeah. And, Jan- and I listen, I understand there's an episode of Voyager where, where Janeway goes, you know, back in time and she kills the Borg queen. Mm-hmm. And she actually destroyed the transport conduit, didn't she? Uh, yeah, supposedly. So, like, yeah, supposedly, yeah. The end of, the, of Voyager, season seven, yeah. at the very end. So, you know, the old Janeway comes back to help regular Janeway mm-hmm. and the crew, you know, basically defeat the board, but then you know, they use the transport conduits and then, you know, they, they destroy it and they get caught in that sphere and the sphere gets blown up and then they, they emerge in the Alpha Quadrant at Earth with, mm-hmm. you know, that's how they've got home kind of thing um so uh it's definitely um but the interesting too though too is in the transport conduit we see all these wrecked ships you know so yeah they're having to dodge and dip and turn and you know Mm -hmm. take you know shield hits and stuff like that (coughs) and so of course you know they take a hit and their comms break as they are getting ready to get so they can't contact Disco, so they just kind of crash into the into the Disco's you know, shuttle bay. So you know, yeah. Uh, and so you know, and 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 Burnham's plan is simple. She's like, um, they can't spore without Stamet, so we got to get him off. Um, you know, uh, and uh, Book gives her like this device that can kind of help conceal her a little bit, and she's gonna kind of. This had heavy Die Hard kind of vibes too. oh yeah big time yeah you know and i mean I, like then that was i saw something saying was this like an homage to, to die hard being that it was released right around you know i think uh uh it was on christmas eve you know it was a yeah. christmas eve release and yeah. uh you know going around doing the things that she was doing it's like okay very john mcclain type thing yeah, you know, yeah very funny um aspect of that and so Book allows himself to be captured, and he can join Tilly and, um, and the gang with Ren. And he um, he goes, um, and, and they slow down things enough to give Michael a chance to get you know uh, everything situated. And of course, at that moment too, right before they're getting ready to depart, you know, she says she loves him, and you know, it's a whole oh yeah, whatever you know. Okay, great. Lovey dovey, sorry. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So uh, I love you. I love you, Booker. Yeah, I know, right? We love you long time, Booker. Yeah, yeah I know. Ugh. So cliche. So so then we all, we cut to Stamets being held in his lab um by a chain scientist, Arillo, uh, but he's um he's a discovery veteran, Keith Mitchell. So he oh, okay. He he's uh he played the um uh the crystal timekeeper the one that was the son of um oh what's her name you know the Klingon queen and yeah the, okay okay yeah no, he played he played that guy he's played a oh, couple really of people. yeah oh, okay and and so here's the thing in real life he developed ALS and so he's really in a wheelchair oh that's and so that's 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 how they've tied it in with him being in the wheelchair. You know, now, so like there were some things that when he spoke about when he was giving, um, you know, talking to Stamets about this is what Emerald Chain, you know, they let me live. I have a family. I have, 
you know, wife and kids and stuff like that. He kind of is talking to from personal experience because he does have ALS. He has, you know, and so they incorporated the whole, you know, wheelchair. Yeah, aspect. I mean, yeah, I, I noticed when he when he said that. Yeah, there was a lot of passion. There was a lot of feeling in that, and you, and actually, even though he's a chain scientist, yeah, I felt drawn to him. Yeah, he really was. You know, he's like, like I really liked him. It was like, yeah, he's not a bad guy. Mm-mm. No, and we see that. That I mean, yes, he is. They talk about the they talk they talk about the tardigrade DNA and Dorian Opera family like me. Like he's trying to just be, you know, he sees mm-hmm. the kinder side of Osira and is blind to their atrocities, and he's like. No, she wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. And exactly. look, we've got our scientists. This is what we are. And uh, and 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 then Stamet says, "I believe she's more than she appears to be, but she's also everything she appears to be." Yeah. And, and you know, you see the guy kind of react. And of course, when he's bringing about these things, you know, to the scientists, Aurelia, we see that you know he's kind of shaking a little bit. Um, but you know, I mean, it's such a powerful moment between these two, and, yeah. and in that moment too, we see him kind of refer to Adira as his daughter. You know, um, you know that they were, when they were talking about that aspect. Of, yeah, no, you know, you know, we kind of yeah. see that. You know, and um, you know, so that him and Paul kind of see Adira, and especially Stamus sees Adira as his daughter. So um, you know, but it's very neat. Ke- uh, Kenneth Mitchell has played in lots of different things. He's kind of been a character actor where you see him and stuff, and you go, "Oh, I know who that guy is." And um, I just thought it was very cool that they were able to have him here, yeah. uh, even with his, you know, being confined to a wheelchair with ALS and things like that. I thought that was very yeah, cool. That's, that's, that's such, it's awful. Yeah, it's but awful very cool. He still played the part really well. And oh, no, great. he played it very well. You know, yeah. super great, you know. Um, so, yeah. um, and so we see the bridge gang, they use a bit of Morse code to distract and dispatch goons holding him up and they start to retake the ship with the help of Ren hacking the Emerald chain operating systems that controls the computer. And, uh, and so by the way, the guy that plays Ren, him and Mary Wiseman are married in real life. Really? So, yeah, lucky dude. That dude is so lucky. Yeah, he is lucky. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, so they're married in real life. Uh, hmm. and so, uh, Mary and, and so uh, Tilly rises to the occasion and they lead the group into teens, leaving Book and Ren behind to turn Screw's ready room into their own little kind of, I guess, Alamo or place they're going to hold up and the rest head to the armory to kind of, you know, um, you know, do that. So um, let's see, let's see. And then what's next? Um, oh, and then Vance. Um, it doesn't take him long to figure out that Osiris has disco. But instead of exchanging fire, she invites herself over to the HQ by saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, she wants to talk peace. And she has the title of Minister Osira. Yeah. You know, and, and she wants to get diplomatic. And um, that 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 kind of that, that kind of drew me for a loop. When she- yeah. No, it really did. It was kind yeah. of like, you know, what? You know, kind of thing. Uh, and it's not a criminal shakedown. She wants to kind of talk peace and even an alliance. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, the, the truth detector EMH says she's genuine. You know, like it's very funny. Um, yeah, you know, and and they talk about different things, and then uh, when they bring the stuff to it, um, you know, there was a very funny scene where they have the fruit and everything out when they're going to start talking, and they're talking about an apple, and she's it's not quite right. And, and then Vance goes, you know, it's made from our shit, right? You know? Oh yeah. And he's he's like, I've never had a fresh apple. 
Um, which which is interesting because you know when they first flew in, you know Tilly says that that's a flying rainforest. How are they not growing like fruits and vegetables on that rainforest? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you know. But still, there was a funny moment. Is like you know it's made from our own shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see her just kind of like you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, but you know you see here that Osira is. You know, she's almost a walking contradiction because she wants peace, but in order to do that, she kidnaps Disco to do that. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, and it's like, you know, she wants to um, basically bring the two together because they have scientific resources and they want to make spore drives for everyone, and it can the Federation can have legitimacy to her operation, um, and, but they have a PR problem. You know, is um, yeah, they have a PR problem. No shit. Guess, yeah, because you know slavery and things and slavery, uh, you know, murdering, murdering innocent people. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so um, they deal. You know, they they and hassling pre-war, you know, technology, civilizations, all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, she proposes a series of things that are like you know the Federation. Um, they will stop, you know, after 15 years, they will stop messing with pre-warp civilizations. They will lose those down. They will, you know, start to end slavery and they'll start doing some things. And she proposes, she, she gives this whole, like, basically form showing what they're willing to do. Um, but Vance is in a sellout. Um, and, you know, he's, he's decided, you know, we're not going to do it. Um, and like, well, basically he says the only way we can do this um he is if she goes, you know, if she goes Stand to stand trial, trial yes, yeah, you know, and she's like, you know, nah, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things. Obviously, like, obviously, she's gonna say no, okay, right? Yeah, exactly. And he and but he has to do that, you know. That's the thing. She has so many crimes; she can't legitimately continue to be out there with everything she's done. Yeah, um, you know, uh, but you know, like the thing, he he knows that he's. Peace is the goal of the Federation, but not at the cost that she's offering. Yeah, and exactly. He knew he had to throw that in there because, you know, and uh, part of me wondered if he knew that the crew of Discovery was probably going to try to take back the ship. So he was just stalling to kind of let them do their thing. Probably. You know? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Vance is a pretty smart dude. So Yes. Yeah. Which, know. dude. Oded Farr is such a great actor. Oh my god, he is a great actor. I love him just, so much. I mean, yeah. I love him in the in the Mummy movies, and then well, yeah, you see him. Yeah, it's so good. So you're good. just so, you're, you're you're just drawn to him. Yeah. His voice, his mannerisms, you're drawn to him. You're like, man, yeah, I really like this guy. I want to like see more of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, really, and so yeah, um, you know, so he doesn't want to. So at the end of the day, he's not going to forfeit what Federation is. You know. For her to get what she wants, um, you know, it's I want to see, you know, peace, but it's got to be the right way, and for exactly, her to go, yeah. to, you know, because she's the head of the she's head of the chain, and she deserves she has to do that. So, yeah. you know, and then we see uh, Michael. Um, you are my tribal chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so then we see Michael make it to the Stamus lab. Um, she's she fights with an uh, emerald chain regulator mm-hmm. and she got stabbed in the leg. Ooh, uh, and then you know, and she's but she stamps one of their badges as a consolation prize, so she can't, um, she can kind of hear what's going on. Um, she sends an SOS to her mom on Navarre, 
And maybe the Vulcans and Romulans will help out. We don't know. We'll see that long. But this is where you start to see the kind of, um, you know, uh, John McClane, you know, versus Hans Gruber when Zara yeah. kind of starts out what she's doing and, and this kind of sending teams to track her down. And, uh, you know, and basically, she, you know, she just does all the things she knows, Discovery, um, you know. And uh, it says she hangs on costing with a pair of her boots. Oh yeah, uh, you know it's like okay that if that is not a you know uh, diehard reference right there, yeah, I mean exactly, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So she eventually makes it to, uh, to Stamets, and man, this was cool. Ooh, this was rough, you know. This was rough, yeah. You know where she's like, I got it. You know, I got to get you off the ship, and you left because she says they, they have to leave. They had to leave Saru and um, Stamets. And, or Colbert and Stamets and, and, and Adira and then he and really flipped out oh yeah and he was just you know beside himself, beside himself. he was going crazy and um, she's like but we have to get you off the ship you know because you know they, they can jump and without you here they can't use the ship and da, da, da. I mean he was just oh my god and then she puts him down with a Vulcan nerve pinch yeah I saw it. that was that was yeah a good throwback was, there yeah, very cool. And, uh, you know, and I mean, it makes sense because she grew up on Vulcan. So she would know how to do something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, she's not Vulcan. But no, she would know how to do something like that. Oh, go uh, fucking eat a dick, okay? God. Some you... people are so stupid. Oh, God. Okay, come on. Of course you learn how to do that on Vulcan. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know, I know. It's just people are stupid. Yeah. So then we come back to Federation HQ is not taking – Elsire was not happy about Vance's final offer. Ooh, and God. she goes to the disco in a bad mood. And of course, Tilly and the bridge crew being out doesn't help, uh, which turns and and then Ren, uh, t- Ren stands up to her. Um, and uh, but in that moment, we find out that Ren doesn't really make it because Osira vaporizes him, yeah. Know? So, um, you know, so that's um, but you know, at the core, she is who she is. And Aurelio sees it and finally understanding how the chains gets things done. You know, he, he was a little upset by that. And then, you know, we see come back to Michael um, where she has gone to some extreme measures to get Stamets away from Osira. Um, and Paul is just, he's in this like, you know, bubble type thing, energy pod. And he just starts screaming, we came in the future for you. You know, we, I mean, yeah. he was just, oh, oh my God, those yeah. last scenes where he was screaming at her and yeah. she overlooked that was- her, you know, to get him out. And, you know, it's got a signal on him. Uh, and uh, just, was man, hours, yeah. so hard. I mean, dude, um, Anthony, uh, Anthony Michael Rapp just killed it in the, I mean, just breaking your heart. Yeah. You know? And so, um, and then we, you know, uh, we see that the, uh, we find out that the sphere data, you know, was purged by the chain from the, but it's found its way into three dot robots. And yeah. they show up at the armory with Tilly and they're ready, um, they're ready to kind of join up with everybody. So uh, that's how it kind of ends. Um, it's a very interesting episode, very emotional. Yeah. Very a lot of emotion in that episode, you know. A lot yeah. of emotion. So it was just, uh, you know, I thought it was very interesting. Um, you know, I, I did like 
the you're going to need more regulators, you know, uh, yeah, that line yeah. was funny. Uh, just, uh, you know, I did find it interesting too. Uh, the closest ship securing the U.S. Discovery was the Eisenberg class USS Nog. USS you know? Nog. Yeah, that was cool. That was um, and then, uh, you know, it was just interesting. Um, you know, so, oh, apparently this is, this is an interesting fact. Aurelio, who was Kenneth Mitchell, that's his fourth role in Discovery. He played three different Klingon characters in the first two seasons. Okay, so, cool. So that's, I just, I think it's very cool that they've used him in, continue to, yeah. use, he's such a good actor. So, yeah, this was, this was a very good episode, you know. Um, yeah, it was. It was interesting that we didn't really go back to the Dalithian planet. But mm-hmm. I think still at the same point, this was very good in progressing the story because we have two stories. We, what caused the burn, but also the Emerald Chain being who they are and what they were. Yeah. For. And so this just made for a really good kind of standoff aspect for it. So now we're going, okay, how are we going to wrap this up with these two storylines? And we're going into the last episode. So you know we're going to have to be doing some back and obviously situated because we are going into the last episode of season three. So, you know, it's just been so far this season, I think has been one of the best ones because there's, Oh yeah. There's, there's not a lot of exposition that's needed or necessary. They, the characters are really well fleshed out. Even the new characters that have come in, you know, they have already just hit the ground running Yeah, um, to where you just, you like them. They feel fleshed out. They feel real. Um, yeah. Like I said, we both think Odin Fair as Admiral Vance is just incredible. Um, Osira, um, I don't, know, I don't remember her name, but you know whoever played her was really good. Yeah, know? she was good too. Yeah, all these different characters have been good. Book has been great. You know, just these people who've just had to hit the ground running, and uh, you know, just good stuff right in there. So um, it, it, it to me, it, I'm interested to talk about this last episode because you and I have a little different take on it. Um, but you know, um, it'll be good. So, so that brings us into, um, the last episode, episode 13 of season three, it's called that hope is you part two. Now Mm -hmm. this wasn't originally going to be the name of the episode. It was a different name, but they kind of changed it to that hope is you part two to go back to the beginning of season one, you know, uh, in season one or not, I'm sorry, in season three, there was another episode called this hope is you, um, um, let's see. Uh, I want to say it was either episode one or two. Um, that that was the name of the. Uh, hmm. Let me see. Uh, I'm just I'm doing a quick look real quick. Uh, yeah. So the episode, the pilot episode was called that. Oh, Hope uh, it's called that Hope is You and part. That was wait a minute. Was that season season the beginning of season three or the beginning? Yeah. Of, we, all beginning of season three. Okay. Be, beginning of season three. Um, that Hope is You part one. And then, uh, you know, uh, they they changed because it wasn't originally going to be that. It was a different title. And they changed it to that Hope Is You Part Two, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think is interesting because that's how that's how kind of this this episode ends is uh, it, it, we see hope in a lot of different things. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so so we see at the beginning, um, Osiris starts just all out war with the Federation. Not uh, smart, like not smart in Federation headquarters. Right, you know exactly, you know, but um, you know, and 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 we see Vance makes the tough choice to um, tell everyone to destroy, you know, Disco. 
Um, you know, because it's the only ship with spore drive, and we don't need the Emerald Chain to have it. And um, Stamets, yeah. Now, when he gave the order to destroy Discovery Stamets, they had gotten Stamets and they brought him to Vance, correct? Right. Yeah. And, and when, yeah. And when yeah. Vance gave that order, Stamets lost his fucking mind. Oh, yeah. Lost yeah. his fucking mind. Exactly. So we see we see that emotional aspect. It, it was just a whole thing, you know. Yeah. And so, um, so we see that um, Disco kind of blacks his way out to rendezvous with the Viridian, um, uh, and then Osiris just kind of going full on villain, um, and then ordering up, you know, book to be tortured, cutting off wife's support, mm-hmm. killing the bridge crew. Threaten to poison yeah. the Federation and Navarre, and and oh yeah, the Vulcans and Romulan show up. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, and and uh, we see um, Burnham. This is the moment who, um, you know, she kind of gives Vance that kind of leap of faith. Um, uh, she asks Vance to kind of trust her to handle things and let the ship go warp. And of course. You know, he's kind of like not happy about it, but he agrees. Yeah. And um, with the Federation Navarians following. Um, and so, um, uh, and she's, she's also kind of holding out to, you know, saying what the secret of the, about the Dilithian planet to Osira. And, um, and they use one of those neural headbands um, to kind of like get into Book's mind. Oh my God! And so there was that whole scene there where where she's she's facing her own no win situation, and um, and then we see Aurelio who's like really struggling with what he must do there. And so you know there was I mean there's all that kind of going on. Well, actually, Osiris choked out <laughs> Aurelio. Yeah, and and then he gave the and and then gave the contraption to the fucking gunslinger. Yeah. Zara, oh Zara, and then he was the one that was applying the fucking torch. Yeah, yeah, I know, because you know Aurelio was kind of just over it. He realizes yeah. everything's going on, and like to what, and she she kind of like picks him up and is choking. Yeah, him just you know, you know, she, you know, she she up until you're no longer useful, then she's kind to you. But when you're no longer useful or you question her, then we see she shows her true colors of who she was. Mm-hmm. So, so then we kind of come to the. Sukal storyline on the Dilithium planet, and Adira shows up with some meds and to add some time to the ticking clock of them, you know, with their radiation burns. And um, when she gets into the Hollow great you know, the the Hollow Sweet program, Gray is a virtual Vulcan. Yeah, she can see, and she is um, uh, whatever Queen Poe's race was. I forget what they were called um, with the marks and everything on. Yeah, her face, yeah, you know. Um, from season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and, and then um, we see the ship is kind of starting to fall apart. And uh, Sakal is, you know, just kind of still being a man child per se. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we see it, but we also know that, um, you know, Saru is the most likely to form a bond with Sukal because he's Kelpian, but he's not really Kelpian. Um, and he, and we see, we know he's terrified of the outside. Um, and, but there's some really touching scenes where Doug Jones and the guy who played Sukal, Bill Irwin, just, um, really just kind of really connect. Yeah. And, and, um, and it, it dawns on Sukal that he's at the heart of it all. 
Um, and slowly but surely, Saru makes the connection to Sakal as he tries to let go of the holographic fantasy world, which he's lived in. So we, we see, um, you know, like there's a funny, you know, we see that he's just beginning to realize that, you know, he's in a virtual world and he could have done certain things. And um, he's slowly, slowly, slowly starting to break down the thing that he was in. So, um, so then we come back to, 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 um, to Michael Burnham and she, um, she jumpstarts book with some adrenaline and escapes to do her whole John McClane thing. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, and she, she's able to get to Tilly just in time as they're about to run on air and using a regulator bag, uh, she gets Tilly a coded message about fireworks uh, at her last birthday, um, which is a plan to kind of blow up one of the nacelles and to drop them out of war, which mm-hmm. was very interesting. Um, she says it's a one-way mission that it can only be done by one of the Sphere data bots. And the only one who can make the trip is Owo, thanks to um, some character development that kind of popped up here at the last moment. Um, and then there's... Yeah, uh, no, I mean, that was good. Yeah, yeah, listen, and I'm sure, listen, and I'm, I'm and I'm sure there's going to be people online. Oh, he's just putting over the women and made the males look. It's like, guys, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't shut, know. just shut the fuck up. I had no problem with it. I, 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 I had no problem with it either because they yeah. explained it. Because they explained the reason why it wasn't yeah. just it just wasn't like she's more. No, they explained the reason why because she can hold her breath longer because she gave that little story. It's like, okay, fine. They explained it. Good. Yeah. Let's move on. Best person for the job. Best exactly. Job. That's it. Best best person for the job. Yeah. And so they think that, um, you know, and she has to make the hard call and sends Owo off. And what we're pretty certain is going to be certain death. And yeah. she and there's hugging and, and goodbye, of course, for everybody. Um, and then um, Michael and Burke are fighting the way to reset the computer. And they need to get some... Um, you know, but then they are like having to deal with Zara and his regulators. Um, where they then they they're like, dude, the, the fight scene in the Turbolift Network was pretty cool. It was cool, you know. Uh, and so and, and it's the idea of it's the quantum bigger on the inside, the Tesseract kind of idea that mm-hmm. you know maybe the ship is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Um, you know, based off of this thing a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard a lot about Tesseract technology, but the idea is like, so let's say you have a purse, but inside this purse is an entire world so that you can hold stuff. You can put infinite amount of things or certain amount of things in something, but kind of like Mary Poppins bag from, you know, in Mary Poppins where she can Mm -hmm. pull like a lamp and different things out. That's the example of a Tesseract. So they're thinking with 30, with the 32nd century upgrade technology, they're able to have more stuff inside disco because you know some people are like wow it seems like disco is really big if you if you look at it on the inside compared to the outside you know but then at the same time too who cares you know I'm, I'm, fucking... not, I'm not looking at stats uh what is it no. schematics or whatever of the shit schematics and stats dude it's yeah. just some we watch it to have fun and 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 to, and to have an escape yeah that's exactly. why we do it exactly so um so they, so we see that you know that fight scene was really cool in the Turbo Lift Network. Uh, Book and and Burnham split up. Uh, Burke, Book is kind of going to take care of Zara, 
Um, and, and we see that, um, you know, that because he made fun of Grudge's kind of thyroid problem that he kind of... Don't you dare fuck with that cat, man. Yeah, I know. Dude, that, dude, that cat. Seriously, that, that, that cat got more shine in this season than, than anything. Exactly. Oh my god. It was it was funny. And yeah, so he's um you know, he becomes a stain on the floor essentially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that you know for messing with the cat. But Zara, so Zara's taken care of. Um and then Michael makes her way um and to to where they need to go, uh to fight Osira. Um which was in the uh wasn't in the in the in the uh discovery data. Were they were they also data for for discovery? Yeah, I think I think that's or was what that or was that like where like engineering and operations are? See, I don't know what that room was. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, because sure, um, you know, we do know there's programmable material in there. Yeah, a lot of programmable material in there, but I don't know where that was in the ship. You know, to mm-hmm. me, I think that was one of the new things that got retrofitted into the ship. Uh, yeah, you know, when they got thirty second technology. Um, you know, so I think that's where I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, somebody said it looked like an Apple Genius bar. Yeah, yeah. no, really. No, really. It did. Yeah. It kind of did. Uh, yeah. I've, I've never really been to a lot of Apple stores, but, uh, but you know, it's, but very, yeah. it's, uh, the Apple stores are very bright and very white inside. So, well, I mean, and whatever this room was, I thought it was cool that they had this fight scene in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we see Oro's, Oro's mission to drop a ship out of war works. Um, Burnham asked for peace, but Osiris has just gone just full crazy. And oh yeah, a- big time. And um, and you know, and and it was funny. We see, you know, she pushes her through the programmable matter, thinking that that's all it takes. Um, and because of that, Michael comes out and hits a, shoots her, gets a hole in her head essentially. Yeah, uh, and then Burnham kind of does whatever she needs to to take the ship back over and they dropped out of warp um and uh then as they do they get absorbed by the viridian so it's like okay we yeah. thought we had everything done and then um you know the fucking viridian yeah they're like you know <laughs> it's just a thing so but they get all the changes off the ship you know, um, and everyone meets on the bridge. And oh well, we see survive, saved by um, by the sacrifice. She was saved by the sphere data and one of the little robots. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you know, which was interesting because the whole reason they came to the thirty second center was because that it could not be deleted or destroyed, um, and it sacrificed itself to save one life. You know, yeah, you know, very interesting, very Star Trekky of it. You know, very very Star Trek. Yeah. You know, but you know, but at the same time, it was only one sphere data, so it's not like they probably downloaded it or did something to it. Who knows? It's Maybe like, who knows? You know, whatever. Um, so Michael and Aurelia have a cunning plan to get to the Nebula, um, uh, and yeah, so Aurelio's now on the side of you know he's new to the chain. He's with Starfleet, um, um, and of course Tilly gives. The reins to Burnham, who um, who gives navigation to Book, mm-hmm. um, who can do, and so he can do apparently because what he can do is he can do what Stamos can do through his empathetic powers. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
I guess he's able to connect with the spores and use them to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get them to where they need to, kind of like Stamets did. You know, um, how they figured that out, I don't remember. You know, I think it was Aurelio that, that really, yeah, that's right, that's right, Aurelio. He's he he figured it out. Um, and so, and before they jump away, that was really funny. They they left the Emerald Chain, uh, a little present in the form of the overloading warp core. <laughs> warp core. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just, just, which is what everyone wants, an overloading warp core. <laughs> Boom! Merry Christmas! Boom! Yeah. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers! Yeah, exactly. You know, oh my God. very, very uh, John McClane-ish, you know, yeah. as you would say. So, Ibikai. So, right. So then we get back to the Dilithium planet. Hugh and Adiri finally sort out the burn through the magic of Technobabble. Um, and they just, you know, whatever, they're blabberers. And um, and Saru, no longer living a life of fear, is able to guide Sakal to the room where he and only he can go turn off the holodeck. Mm-hmm. But before he can do that, he and Adira share a moment with Gray, vowing to find a way to bring him back and make him seen by everyone. Hey, by the way, what happened to mobile emitter technology that the Voyager had? Voyager had you know, exactly. For the you know, I'm like, did that not survive? How does that? I mean, that was back in the 20 what 23rd 24th century yeah 32nd how is that not still a thing so maybe they'll explain it in the next season maybe they'll be maybe they will i don't know i'm just kind of was wondering. what do we know we're just nerds okay just nerds nerds uh, nerd alert so nerds. um so after sitting on the program we see a replay of how it all began uh when the child to call genetically infused with dilithium so he has dilithium in his dna Jesus. Yeah, which is what is probably going to happen if you take the COVID virus. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're going to be responsible for the all you people with the, taking the vaccine. Y'all going to be responsible for the burn. For the burn, that's right. And so for the burn, you selfish motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, and so it, but because he was left alone, his mother's death and amplified through his ability to communicate with, um, with. Uh, with through the dilithium through subspace, and that's how the burn happened. Yeah, and, um, and it was only through the support of Saru and his team that they were able to take this huge burden off of him, finally to find a way to repair what he was had broken. And just as the Kelpian ship finally crumbles around them, Disco shows up and beams him uh, away to return to Starfleet HQ. Uh, in, uh, with and then the, as they return, they're guided in with an honor guard of ships laying out a path. You know. Uh, for them, which was very cool to see all the ships kind of mm-hmm. you know, helping direct them in. And then, of course, then, of course, we are time to kind of wrap everything up. You know, we get a Burnham voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we don't see them. Uh, it's not a, a bad thing. You know, no, it's not. No, we see uh, it's it's tying up loose ends, such as Reno resurrecting the dot 23, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sphere data dot 23s. Um, we see the the guy who Burnham um, made a lieutenant uh, from the episode. Oh one. my god, that was he showed up at. at oh, my, I was so happy to see that. So that was great. That. that was that so was great. great. That was great. Um, you know, so Osiris gone. They've got a planet-sized bucket of dilithium. The Federation is starting to rebuild, uh, beginning with Trill and maybe the Vulcan Romulans too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Emerald Chain is gone. gone. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it, it, and, and we're seeing that basically, you know, 
that basically the Federation is is starting to bring back the pieces, and Disco is going to play a big part of that. Yeah. So Vance is happy, and he welcomes back Burnham, admitting she may not play by his rules, but he gets the job done. He's got a new job for a captain of the Discovery. Wow. As it turns out Saru is going to be busy with Sukal on Kaminar, and and she has their 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 blessing, and she has his blessing to do that. And so their mission is to liberalize them all over the Federation. And they get the new uniforms finally. Yeah. You know, um, and so uh, we see that they've now got the 32nd, you know, uniforms. Um, you know, Stamish is still a little upset. Oh, uh, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I, I think they're going to they're gonna make that maybe until like uh, a C storyline in the next season, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to see how it how it works out because he's you can see he's still a little annoyed, but it, you know everything kind of worked out. And um, you know I found it interesting the so there was a little little faux pas. So there was when when she first walks in and you're looking down the line, Tilly's right there and she's got a blue stripe on her uniform. But when we cut back and we're looking down back the line towards Burnham. Tilly's standing there and her uniform stripe is red. So oh. there was a small continuity issue there. And I found it interesting that a lot of yellow was on because, you know, if I remember, yellow from Star Trek Next Generation was engineering and yeah. um, security. And then operations mm-hmm. and command were red. Were red, yeah. And blue was science and medical. Science, yeah. You know, which was I interesting. Think- Culber's was white. You know, because you know, which I guess they're using white as medical. Yeah, well, yeah, they were they were using white as medical as the old uniforms too. Right. Yeah, and so you know, but we see Adira and Stamets have blue, but a lot of people were yellow who were like, you know, like oh well, I thought surely they would be operations, so they would be red. You know, but I think I, th- I think yellow means command for them. Maybe, maybe, but but or was Burnham wearing red? Burnham, Burnham was red. red. Or she was red. red. Yeah. So. You know, um, and so, uh, you know, it's very interesting to see, um, you know, she gets on there. And, of course, her phrase to was let's fly. Let's fly. I, I don't know if I like that one. It's not engage or it's not. Well, I mean, listen, she she's something different. She can't. I know. I know. Well, okay. She, she can't punch copy. It. Punch it. Punch it. That was a good one. Uh, well, that, was, uh, that, that was a. That was Pike. Pike. Yeah. Punch it. Pike was great. Punch it. Yeah. You, punch know, it. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, which punch kind of, it. Yeah, which kind of flows into like Saru trying to figure his out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and so it kind of ties back. And she sits down and she's like, "Let's fly." I mean, which I get it. It's 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 kind of one of those things, but uh, you know, it was very interesting. I felt though that they could have done a little bit more, you know, with some of these characters and with you know, I hated that they just let Saru go off with Sukal and like Burnham gets the captaincy. You know, because I really enjoyed Saru as oh, so did I, yeah. You know, as a captain, uh, it makes me wonder how it's going to work that way. Um, you know, I just I felt like I felt the battle with Osira was lacking. Yeah, so did I. It was lacking. So I'm not saying it was a terrible episode. I'm not saying it was a, a terrible conclusion. I was better than, especially season one, uh, and I think you know, yeah. um, you know. It, it wrapped everything up nicely compared to season two, which has such, you know, you're ready well, for season three. Well, what the hell? The conclusion of season one is when they met the Enterprise. That was yeah. that was the, the end of season That was three. great. Well, yeah. I mean, which was awesome because it was the fucking Enterprise, but yeah. still, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. But no, but no, this, I, I thought the way they, they, they did tie stuff up, but yeah, they, they, they did leave a lot to character development. I think next season, season four, they're going to maybe do a little bit more. They're going to kind of go back to, to, to season three a little bit more and kind of maybe tie in the loose ends. Right. Because they did a lot of that season. They did a lot of that from season two into season three. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, you know, listen, we just, we just got to wait it out. We just got to wait out and see what the writers write. And yeah. See, yeah. 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 I agree. But, you know, I really, you know, like, you know, the whole gray thing, um, you know, Mobley Mitters. Like, yeah, exactly. Mobley yeah, What the like fuck? That, I mean, that's yeah. it, It's so weird to see how that there's some things that have been in Star Trek and it's like it's lost now. Um, and I mean, I get it. You know, you had the bird and the Federation lost, um, you know, thousands of ships and, you know, millions of people. And, you know, lots of, to, and plus to lots of, of technology, too. technology and information. I get that. But, you know, it's just one of those things where I really felt like there were just some things that they could have punched up just a little bit. You know, I mean, you're on a, you're on a service. Why you don't have to make this go 45 minutes. You can go longer if you wanted to. Here's the thing. They have holograms walking all over Federation headquarters. Mm-hmm. It's not in a hollow program. It's not in a hollow suite. Yeah. How are those holograms walking around? True. Oh, well, I mean, so, they probably have hollow emitters throughout the station because that was the thing about so, the, the, like yeah. on Discovery, the, you know, the doctor could walk around the um, sick bay because there were hollow emitters in there. Hollow emitters, yeah. And then, you, know, oh. you know, but it wasn't until he got the mobile emitter that he could start going different places other than sick bay. Or or the um, uh, what do you call it? Um, or the or the hollow suite, you know hollow that suite, was yeah. you know you know. Um, but remember the, I mean the mobile emitter was alien technology that they adapted to. So yeah. who knows if they ever got it really to replicate that? You know, um, I don't know. You know, it, it's interesting to see how they you know they're gonna kind of work some things in. Um, you know, uh, I just. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, like, I felt it needed just a little something more, you know? Um, you know, so, you know, I felt like the Sakal storyline was just a little, like, not that it wrapped up poorly, but I felt like it needed something a little bit more, you know? Um, and then I felt like, um, like I said, the Osiris fight, it, need, it just was lackluster compared to, you know, especially when right before you had that great scene in the, in the turbo lifts and you're fighting and, and Zara goes out the way he does that way, you know, and then you get the, and so you're thinking, okay, that was like the mini boss and then you get to the big boss. How cool is that going to be? And it, it's not what you expect no. at all, you know? So, but at the, at the same time, you know, I thought they tied everything up real well. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, you know, great season, nothing wrong with it at all. You know, everything was done really, really well. Um, so triple D looking at it all, if you're going to rate, not only these episodes, but let's rate season three. How are you rating season three on a scale of like uh, one to ten? Ten. Ten. <laughs> ten. You're going the perfect ten, huh? Perfect ten, baby. Sean Spears, perfect, perfect ten. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an absolute it was a great season. Uh great character development, good storylines, a lot of you know, you know, loose ends were tied up from season two, were tied up in season three. Um, great villain. Osiris was a great villain. 
introduction of, of great characters, Vance. Um, and also, too, it felt more Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It felt very, to me, it had, to me, the whole vibe of it was original series. It had that vibe to it. And even mm-hmm. when Burnham was sitting in the captain's chair and how she did everything, it was very Kirk-esque. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, I was like, are we going to have the female version of Kirk now? Which I'm fully excited for because, you know, Kirk's my favorite captain. Sure. And I, she has that whole mentality about her where, you know, she is just like Kirk. She's she's a cowboy. She's totally thrown away a lot of her Vulcan principles away. And now mm-hmm. she's just balls to the wall. And I love it. Yeah. And also, too, the end of the final episode the outro music for the credits was the original series theme. And I popped so fucking hard for that. Yeah. This is, they just, this entire season, how they tied in a lot of things, how they tied in from enterprise next generation, the original series, boy, they tied a lot of stuff in deep space, they tied a lot of stuff in into this season. And it was done very well and done very, just so good. And yeah. it wasn't like in your face, you know, it was done perfectly. So yeah. hats off to the writers, hats off to Kurtzman. At least he got something fucking right. So, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he hasn't gotten Lance Archer as a Klingon. Yeah, he hasn't got Lance Archer as a Klingon, yet, which is fucking stupid. But, but, you know, other than that, I mean, I thought it was, I mean, I would agree. I'm going to go like a 9.5. I can't give it a complete 10 because, you know, I mean, there were a few things here and there that it was like, okay, Maybe you could have gone this route or this route. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, easily the best of all three seasons so far of Discovery. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they they told a great story. Um, you know, leaving it with the the hint of the original series, of maybe that's what their next season is going to be about. You know, you're going to have kind of more of going back to that traditional because now we're bringing dilithium to different planets that have been left behind kind of per mm-hmm. se. And so... I think that's going to be cool where they're going to be exploring different planets probably and, you know, returning to some of these places that we know. Man. Um, yeah. I'm hoping for the Iotians to go back to the Iotians. You think? And, re- and redo a piece of an action, a, a piece of the action. Because hmm. that is seriously legit. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite original series episodes. I, oh, my God. I, that would be I, cool. I, yeah, that, that would be cool because to see, like, how they advanced. Mm-hmm. To see if they're still like Chicago mob because you remember that they left the fucking communicator there. Yeah. To see how far advanced that they are. You know, that would be cool. Yeah. And just y'all maybe go back to hell, even go back to the mirror universe again. I mean, you know, tie that in. If and they can. If if they can. Now, is there something with Giorgio? Now, what happened with Giorgio? Mm-hmm. I mean, could they tie that in as well? And all of a sudden, a history has been rewritten where she did something, you know, with Section 31 or something else. You know, that's mm-hmm. to me, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there's some Section 31 tie-ins because we have COVID who shows up, you know, mm-hmm. at the last episode, give Vance some, you know, insight. Um, yeah. And I do know he's coming back to season four. I think so. he's the Federation president. You think he's the Federation president? I think okay. I think he's the Federation president. Yeah, interesting because I have seen some theories that said maybe he's the president, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time too, the way he spoke and the way, you know, I don't see the president getting down and dirty with Georgia. 
you know, I, I, I see more of the Section 31 type character that he came what? across. Maybe you know? the Section 31 character is the president of the Federation. <laughs> I'm the head of Section 31 and I'm the president, you know. Yeah. I'm fine, I'm the president too. Yeah. You, know? Uh, you know, it could be, but, uh, you know, it's interesting to see, yeah, like, because we don't know the political aspects of the Federation because yeah. it, it's it, we, we've just seen Starfleet. You know, and it's Starfleet, but what about the Fed- rest of the Federation, the political aspects? You know, you had the council, you had the president. Um, you know, where are those characters? Who are those people that are doing yeah. it? You know, um, you know, to be able to say, okay, yes, this is the president. This is the council. This is who yeah. we are. I mean, there's still, <coughs> there's still so much to explore in this. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Especially with season four coming, it should be a ton of fun. Oh yeah, definitely. <coughs> Good. Fucking blood pressure medication. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know. So, um, all right. So, which do you have a favorite episode from this season? Oh boy. Um. Hmm. I probably have this. You know what? I really, really, uh, I enjoyed the first episode a lot. Really? I did. I did. I enjoyed the pilot. You want to know why? Because there was action, and then there was, and then there was comedy. It, it, it felt, if it, it really felt like an old episode of Star Trek, and that's what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Especially too, like where they gave her the drug, and she's just going, she's going crazy, going off. <laughs> I thought like I was dying. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, and it just and it showed, and it was it was basically it was the prelude to how the season was going to go. That you know, we're back to Star Trek, baby. This is it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna have comedy. We're gonna have a little action. We're gonna have some sadness, but it's all but it's it's gonna be fucking good. So I think the the first episode is because I went in season three wondering, I was like, oh, I said, how's how's this gonna turn out? Yeah, season two. I mean, so. And it just blew me out of the water. So mm-hmm. I'd say the first episode. Yeah, I'm gonna go five. Die trying, you know, where they first make their appearance at, you know, Starfleet headquarters. Oh, okay. Uh, because that was so cool to see that. That was, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, it, it was cool to see the ship designs for 32nd Century, the callbacks to the Eisenberg class of the USS Nog, the uh, Voyager J, mm-hmm. you know, just the the way they design things. Meeting Admiral Vance, uh, in the Commander in Chief, Admiral Vance for the first time, um, you know, all that stuff to be able to do that. Then they go to the seed vault and solve, and they basically prove their importance and that they should stay together. And um, you know, uh, because you know there was real, you know, well, you're a part of the Federation, you're going to do what I say, kind of aspect to that, and. Um, you know, they're kind of incorporating themselves, beginning to incorporate themselves into the 32nd history. And so, um, you know, to me, that was a big culmination from everything up to that point. Of, you know, we got to find Starfleet. You know, we got to find, uh, get back to Starfleet. And, you know, they go to Earth and it doesn't work out. And they you know, go to Trill to kind of, you know, figure it out even more. Yeah. And but then they make it there for the first time. And we see that aspect. You know, I think number two would be the next one where we get to see the upgraded discovery with Program. yeah yeah yeah, yeah like you are i mean i'm a ship nerd i love the ship designs and everything about that so um those probably be my two favorites uh uh for for that because uh um 
you know, but the George and the Terra Firma episodes were great. You know, yeah, I mean, they were good. Yeah, ah, those were so good too. Um, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say five and six. You know, just because of the ship designs, but also the fact that they that we first get to see their return to Starfleet. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they were lost before, and now they've they're home. You know, they they're yeah. like you know, and then they say that like we're home kind of thing. Yeah. So that was very cool to see, uh, kind of a culmination of you know first four episodes of them trying to find their way home. So uh, I'd have to say my second favorite episode is when Carl goes, I am the guardian of forever. Oh, was, yeah. Would, yeah, it was, it was the second part of the, it was the, the part two of the Terra Firma. That would be my second favorite one. because yeah, That was a great scene. Yeah. Great scene because it's original series. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Pop and then, and then the, the watch the door explode and come back and form the time portal. This was so cool. Yeah, this, that was cool. You know, just awesome. Just, I mean, I have to admit, this season there were so many cool like moments and scenes that we see in <clears throat> in Discovery with some of the things that they did. Um, you know, just um, I think that's what led to me also liking it as the third season is I think the best so far. You know, yeah. you know, the storytelling was on point, characters were on point, but visually there were so many cool things to see um, that you know you didn't want to take your eyes off a minute of it. So. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, I think if you haven't seen Discovery, first, why are you listening to this program? Exactly. Uh, you go know, watch it. go watch it. You're missing out Jeez, on some yeah. great stuff. You know, um, and then so now it's just a matter of figuring out um, what's going to come first: this Discovery season four, um, Strange New Worlds, or Picard. I know they're all in the process of being filmed and being you know working on production for all those things. So it's just a matter of who's going to get done first. All come out at the same time. <laughs> they won't do that. No. More content. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Uh, Give it to me. I need it. I yeah, need I'm more. really, I'm really, I really want to see Strange New Worlds with the Pike, uh, the Pike Enterprise, and Number One and Spock. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, I think, to me, that's gonna be epic. It's really, oh yeah, great. You know that that those years of Pike is, and and that's the cool part. We know. Pike knows he's not, you know, how his fate is. So, you know, I'm interested to see, is he going to play it fast and lose? Because he knows. I hope he does. I, hope I he do. Does. I do I too. Like, yeah, why yeah. not? I'll just go, I'll go down there. I'm not going to die. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's that aspect of it, you know? Uh, and so. And, but, but here's the thing. And I hope too that we get a meeting where the Enterprise meets the USS Farragut and to meet a young captain named uh, James Tiberius Kirk. Ooh. That's what I'm... To me, to me, Strange New Roles, the final episode of season one should be, you know, you know, Pike meets meets Kirk when Kirk's the captain of the... Uh, oh. And that would be good because then you can go, go from... Because now we've established Kirk's in that universe. Yeah. We can go on. And plus, too, that would help, too... And listen, bring Chris Pine to play fucking Kirk. Yeah. Pay him the money, bring him, and that's it. Yeah, de-age him a little bit. Yeah. You know? but They can do that. Yeah, but let's be honest, though, too. You know, they're gonna, they'll are gonna they probably find somebody to play. If they wanted to do a young Kirk, they could find someone who will do just fine in it. Oh, probably, yeah. You know, at, who's not Chris Pine, you know, because, I mean, he's, I don't know if you saw Wonder Woman 84, but, you know, he definitely looked older in that one. You know, he. I, I think they made him look older in that you one. You think they did? I think so. Yeah. 
Maybe. I mean, I don't know. He's. I mean, he's a good-looking man either way. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, there's. You could tell that there. There was a difference between Star Trek and the last Wonder Woman. Today. Yeah. And and maybe they made him look older. I don't know, but you know. Uh, I thought they like get off topic of Wonder Woman eighty four. He did a good job of playing uh, Steve Trevor. I, I thought. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was he was good, and he was he was one of the good parts of the movie. So yeah, yeah. He. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's, you know, I mean, I guess I'm not as critical of superhero movies because I know going in what they're supposed to be. So, yeah. you know, there's going to be a cheesy plot and villains and whatever. But, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, of course, it was the 80s too. So, what the do you think? Yeah, it was the 80s. I was going like, yeah, I remember that going to malls. And I'm, yeah, like, I remember the mall. Yeah. 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 You know, people people not wearing masks. I remember yeah. that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Eating in public. And, Eating in public. Yeah. You know? oh, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know, and just uh, you know, I mean, just watching uh, Pedro Pascal be that you know Max Lord character, just yeah. super cheesy. Hey, life is good, but it could be better. You know, like the black the, gold, black gold, yeah, black gold, black gold exchange. Like just some of the tie-ins to the comics and stuff that I love that I could catch those small little things. Yeah, uh, it's like all right, cool, 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 cool. It's not quite the Max Lord that I knew or yeah. expected, but. It was still cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so. I mean, listen, to sit down and watch a movie, you can equate that Wonder Woman 84 to Star Trek Five. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not the greatest, though, but you can sit down and you can watch it. And if you don't go in with any preconceived notions and you just turn your blinders off and you just watch it just to enjoy it, to enjoy mm-hmm. it, it's not bad. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. Is I mean, a lot of people don't don't watch stuff to enjoy it anymore. They they, yeah. they watch it, you know, to be critical, or you know, it's like you know what? There's a there's a time to be critical, but there's a time to sit and enjoy something. Just, just sit down and enjoy it. Enjoy it, you know. I mean, yeah. to me, your first first watch should always be just to sort of turn your mind off and enjoy what you're watching. You know, exactly. that's when two, three, and four times in, that's where you start to critique it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. Uh, I think that's the important part of it. You know, take the joy first. Exactly. And then, and then go back and, you know, um, will that taint your view a little bit? Maybe. But at the same time, if you have a critical eye, you'll see it regardless. You yeah. know, you still enjoy stuff. Like, you know, people don't like watching movies or TV shows with me because I, I, because I have a degree in broadcasting, I can point out, oh, hey, look at that. You know, you can see a boom mic right there, or you can do this or that. Or, yeah. That's an interesting, you know, I'm, I'll also like, that's an interesting cut, or why, well, you know, that's an interesting mm-hmm. phrase, why they do that. But at the same time, I'm not doing it, but I'm doing it because I appreciate the movie. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I would, that's not something I would have thought of, or that's not something I would have done, but it doesn't lessen the enjoyment for me. Yeah. It's exactly. just, me pointing stuff out, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, um, oh, they got that person to play that person. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I've, I've gotten a lot better about that because mm-hmm. I realize people don't want to, don't want to, exactly. you know, know it all and, and someone who sounds arrogant. Exactly. So. But, but you want to know something? We've given these people enough of our fucking time. <laughs> Give them an wow. hour and 30 minutes. You smooth brains have gotten enough of us. You've got enough Ooh. of education, enough of content. Ooh. Someone coming in, heel. Coming, in hot. coming in hot, baby. Fucking heel turn. Fucking but hot. but no, but listen, guys, we had fun doing this episode. It was fun going over the last episode of Discovery. Also, too, you know, just kind of, you know, just maybe not talking a little bit, just kind of a little off topic, too, you know, just kind of 
you guys get a chance to get to know us a little bit more when we get off topic a little bit. So, but enough of me babbling. Uh, John, where can these smooth brain fans find you, baby? Well, I am. Uh, I am not going to uh, insult the fans by calling them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stay babyface on that. Um, but you know, if you want to find me on the internet, you can reach me on Facebook. Just type in at John Enright, and you'll see a picture of me uh, wearing a hat, and that's me with a beard. And then, uh, uh, or if you want to go on Twitter or on Instagram, you can find me at jreezymen, um, and you can find me there. And uh, you can. Give me all your Star Trek information. Or if you want to talk to us through the show, mm-hmm. you can always email us. We have an email. Yes, it is, do. you know, it is there for you to send us to. It's the Academy HMG at Yahoo.com. There is there is that there for you. You can always do that. Or you can also go to Twitter and you can email, uh, you can talk to us on DMs or you can send a tweet at us. Um you can uh, reach us at Academy HMG, the Academy HMG on Twitter, and you can send us direct you know, messages. You can send us tweets to talk about what you want to talk about because we want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, we're also on Facebook. Um, you can you can you know, you can go to the Academy with Triple D and JDE on HMG or to make it easier for you because we're nice people. You can just tap the at symbol and type in Academy HMG. And that'll take you straight to our page. And you can post stuff there. You can see when we're going to record, when our stuff's going to drop. Um, you can send us all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, that is definitely something you can do um, when you hit us up. So, um, you know, that's that's how you can go about doing that, um, is getting all of us on the Internet that way. Because, once again, this show is for you, the fans. We want yes, it is. this because um, we're fans of Star Trek. If you're listening, obviously you're a fan of Star Trek. So hit us up. Tell us what you think. Give us your opinions. This is a great time right now. We're yeah. going to in two weeks. We want to hear your opinion of Discovery Season 3, what you thought. What do you think of the endings? Do you have a different take than us? That's fine. We'll read it on the air. We'll tell you how stupid you are. And exactly. then we'll move forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll turn the last minute. Oh, yeah, baby. You get that baby face you know, going straight up, you know, and then all of a sudden, boop. You drop that deal, turn on it. But no, we want to hear that from you because you know, once again, we we are the show of the people, and yes, uh, that's uh, we want to have um, one more follower than NFO because they have four. <laughs> we, you know, we want five, so let's have five followers. Yeah, Start hitting us up, and uh, that way we can. Uh, but we want to hear your opinions. That's that's yeah. what's going to make the show better uh, is hearing what you guys have to say about Star Trek and Discovery, um, and then of course. Letting us know who you want to hear on the show, too. If you want to hear uh, Strangler Steve, if you want to hear um, the master of the Stevie kick, uh, Stevie Richards on, if you want to hear whoever, you know, we, we will effort and do our part to get oh, yeah. people on the show to talk Discovery. As, as you saw last week, we talked to Dr. Ted, and that was such a fun time to talk that to him. That was a great his, time. His first experience of experiencing Star Trek in the movie forms. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, how that made him want to watch more, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, it's very interesting to get a first timer's take on Star Trek because it's been a long time since I've been a first timer of Star Trek. So, <laughs> you know, but to hear him talk, it reminded me of all the reasons why I liked Star Trek. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And so it made me want to, um, you know, and as a matter of fact, I went and watched more Star Trek this week because, you know, I can, cause I have prime and there's, there's all the stuff that I can watch. So, Hey, 
you know, it, that's the fun part about it too, was, you know, um, sometimes your suggestions will make us want to watch and mm -hmm. talk about those things. Um, any topics or anything you want to talk about, about the, the world of Star Trek, we will cover it for you. So, yes, we will. Um, so just hit us up in all the ways you can so that we can do that. And so Triple D, how do we find you on the internet if we want to harass you or, or we want to see some great uh, donut and other kind of bakery type food porn on the internet? How do we well, listen, listen, I'm Katie Fabing, all, all friend requests, and I'm like getting rid of all my followers because you guys are all rotten. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you can find me, Dimitri Zertos, on Facebook. I, you know, I haven't been on social media a lot because been busy you know making donuts so 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 Dimitri Zero's on Facebook Greek DZ25 on Twitter might not be on Twitter for for very much longer but we'll see uh also too uh if you I'm also on Instagram just look up Dimitri Zerdos you'll find me I have some funny Instagram posts on there one of them is a Star Trek post of Kirk and Spock reading a mad magazine with the Parthenon behind them <laughs> which I think was green screen, but it's still, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So also too, guys, you know, because I am that fucking awesome. Uh, Dippin' Donuts, uh, Dippin' Donuts, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, we're, we're there, Dippin' Donuts, CNY for the best food porn, donuts, because I made some bomb-ass fucking donuts yesterday, baby. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And also, too, Zerdos olive oil. We got a fresh shipment of olive oil in. My father went to Boston, picked it up. And those fucking cans of olive oil are heavy as fuck. But, man, there is liquid gold in those cans. Because let me tell you something. It's the best stuff you're ever going to have. Extra virgin olive oil. Good on everything. I, I made some eggs this morning. Put it on, Made it with the eggs. Perfect. So, guys, so ZerdosOliveOil.com. And remember, free shipping on every purchase of the olive oil bottle. So, so there you go. So, so, so I eat the fucking shipping. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, but, guys, but ch check it out, guys. And uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you to the listeners. And, John, I got to tell you, man, live long and prosper, brother. Live long and prosper, my friend. Shout out to MSG. Thanks to him. MSG. Um, yeah, I think producer uh, of the year. Producer of Legit the year. Producer of the year. Ain't yeah. no fucking recount, baby. Producer no. of the year. The no. best. No, the best. Not, none of this this producer elect stuff. No, producer like bullshit. Producer, producer of, of the year. year. And uh, you know, but I know with all of his stuff going on that there's talk of us maybe getting a new one. Uh, that Money MacGyver might be our new. Producer. Oh shit! Well then, well then, we're gonna put put over Money MacGyver huge. Oh, so. Yeah. On that bombshell, guys, good night. God, God bless you all. And we'll see you in two weeks from now. Peace.